Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. And you better buckle up, Buttercup. We are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. A big Friday episode of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. A man who has not put a hit out on Joe Biden's presidency. Check it out. The Democratic National Committee sending out the media to whack Joe Biden. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Worse than that, he is finished. And we will explain why in this hour. And I do mean it. It's over. Okay, the show just beginning, though. 888 788-9910 if you want to be a part of a Big Friday episode that will include uh, Joe Concha, some analysis on this media hit job being run on Biden, Diamond Dave Landau, we're going to talk about comedy, they're trying to nuke Jimmy Fallon over at NBC, and Young Lincoln Fela will wrap this thing up today, he's going to cut class, cut into the show, because I'm a quality dad, and uh, he will preview the start of the JV football season for his Clark Rams, 888 788 9910 if you have some critical game controlling information on the Rams Valley Stream matchup this weekend or if you want to weigh in on Biden the border or anything else going on in the country you know the rules Friday they're just the same as they are Thursday Wednesday Tuesday and Monday you could be a Republican you could be a Democrat be a libertarian be an independent all we ask all we ever ask is that you don't be a there it is happy Friday everybody if you watched me last night on the Sean Hannity show thank you it was great we had live audience, uh, and we did, a, like, a long hit. We got to cover four stories. It was just me and Sean, and it was just funny. Like, we were just sitting there. We had a good, you know, juicy crowd. And, uh, you know, just telling jokes. We're having a good time. And and I think the reason it works well, and it looks so good on Hannity, too, because he's funny. Like, he'll sit and tell jokes with you. And I think there's, like, an appetite for that now that it, that didn't exist, like, even, like, four or five years ago because the country wasn't such a mess. But now, you know, I always say, well, the world's on fire and we're just roasting marshmallows here at Fox Across America. I think pretty much everybody uh, here at Fox is picking up a stick at this point, because when you look at the country, man, oh, man. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. Well, one of them is on the way out. Uh, And let me just jump right in with that and uh, explain exactly how this is going down and make no mistake about it. Like, this is real analysis, man. Um, The Democratic National Committee, okay, they use the media as, you know, they're they're, they're surrogates, okay? They're just an extension. What we would say is the mainstream media, the liberal media, the legacy media, okay? They do the bidding of the Democratic National Committee, okay? If you remember, in the run-up to the 2020 election— The DNC was like, uh, the Hunter laptop's fake. Now get out there and bury it. And the media was like, all right, no, 100%. All right, yeah, no, it's fake. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. Totally. And every single outlet ran a piece explaining why they couldn't cover the story because it was debunked Russian disinformation. Now, was that the case? The answer would be no. No. And uh, every single 
outlet that said the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation is now openly admitting that the laptop was real. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. But do you understand the media? They executed the hit on behalf of the DNC. Is that what the DNC wants? Okay. Okay. Think about the Russian collusion narrative. The DNC was like, well, we've got a big problem with this private email server scandal with our candidate. So if you guys could just get out there and say Trump's in bed with Russia, okay, we'd really appreciate it. And what did the media do? Oh, he's Russian. No, I'm telling you, Putin's in charge. It's a mess. I've never seen anything. So much collusion. Can't even walk around. The media is a bunch of losers. Okay, they did the bidding of the DNC. And what's happened is, you know, obviously, okay, the media is liberal. They want to elect Democratic presidents. So you might say, hey, Jimbo, why aren't they helping out Biden? It's because you understand the DNC, very transactional. It's politics, the most cutthroat thing there is on the planet of Earth is no different than the mafia. I I interviewed Sammy the Bull Gravano about this on Fox News Saturday night two weeks ago. We interviewed on this very thing about the parallels between how politics and the mafia overlap in so many ways when it comes to their process, with the biggest difference being that in the mafia, women and children are off limits, okay? When it comes to politics, oh, my God. Your women and children, never off limits. When that vaccine was on the table, all the my body, my choice people were like, no, 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 no. Your body, our choice. Democrats are so full of crap. The women were like, well, we don't have any studies on how it will protect our reproductive health. You know, the very issue that you tell us is our body, our choice. And the was shut up. Get the damn vaccine, you broads. And that's what the DNC did. That's what the Democrats did. There was no your body, you know, our, you know, my body, my choice. It was your body, our choice. That's just how it went down. Okay, when it came to vaccinating kids, we have no data to this day on the long-term effects of vaccines on kids. We don't even know if they work. Okay, yet they're recommending even more vaccines on kids as we speak. That's not right. Masking them up despite dire health consequences again. In the mafia, women and children are off limits to their agenda. In politics, they are not. That's true. That is true. But understand this, okay, as it pertains to the mafia. Okay, a mob hit politically has been put out on Joe Biden. Tell it like it is. And I can tell it like it is. Why? Because yesterday, in a 24-hour period, okay, in a 24-hour period, something that very, very rarely has ever happened at any point during Biden's presidency. The guy got sworn in on what? January the 20th, 2021. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And yesterday, everybody, okay, the Van Joneses of the world, the Aaron Burnett's of the world, the Jake Tappers of the world, every single, James Carville, every single prominent Democrat who works in media or appears as a guest got on TV at the same time and trashed Joe Biden. Come on, man. Now, you have to understand the way Democratic narratives work, okay, they are always in lockstep. Okay, you never see CNN contradicting MSNBC. You never see the morning guy on MSE contradicting the evening guy on MSNBC. Okay, you never see anyone on CNN disagreeing with anyone else on CNN. It is absolute narrative propaganda media. Okay, if you watch Fox News all day, you'll see us disagree left and right. You'll see us bring on people, you know, who don't agree with at all. Okay, you'll see a news guy contradict an opinion guy. You'll see an opinion guy take a shot at a news guy. Why? Because that's what America is supposed to be. Freedom! 
Say whatever the hell you want. Believe whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Okay. We all have our own individual ideologies, but when it comes to an issue-by-issue basis, we are ordering a la carte over here at Fox News, okay, because we're still trying to call legitimate balls and strikes. That's why we have the biggest audience. Everybody else, you turn on the channel and you just, oh, I get it. So this is what they're saying at 8 o'clock. Well, then that's what they're saying at 9 o'clock. That's what they'll be saying at 10 o'clock, 11, 12, 1, 2, and 3. Ergo, change the channel. There's nothing else to learn. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. So you understand, okay, when every single person on every single media outlet on the left starts questioning the Biden poll numbers and whether or not it's time to move on, it means they got the memo. It means the DNC was like, yeah, by the way, We're done with this guy. Come on, man. Let me play this for you. Okay, here's a CNN montage to start, clip one. The numbers are looking rough for President Biden. We've been talking about it all morning, and the fact that it could be a troubling sign for Democrats and the president's hope for re-election in 2024. There is no way to spin this. CNN reads the country's mood right now and finds that America is deeply unhappy with Joe Biden. 58% of Americans say that Joe Biden's policies have worsened economic conditions. That's a majority there. 55% of Americans, a majority, believe Biden's actions related to the Hunter Biden probe, inappropriate. Problematic new polling numbers out this morning for President Biden. The CNN poll finds his approval rating sinking to just 39%. That man belongs in a nursing home, not in the White House. But you understand, these polls... Okay, and this is the part you need to know. This is why I can say to you as your radio buddy, there is an orchestrated hit in motion right now. Okay, this is why. This matters, you understand. It's not that they all agree and they're all covering these polls. Okay, it's that these polls aren't new. Bingo. Okay, Biden was upside down in every poll in America a week ago, a month ago. A year ago and a year and a half ago. He knows what he's talking about. Okay, they're talking about it now because it's politically expedient to do so. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. You understand when people start saying, oh, Biden's too old. Okay. They could have said Biden was too old a year ago. They could have said Biden was too old two years ago. This clip I play you on the show is three years ago. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with... uh, with, uh, I don't know. Uh, Does that sound like a guy who's sharp enough to be the leader of the free world? The answer would be no. Okay, this clip right here is four years ago. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. Okay, you understand, and they didn't criticize that. Okay, they could have, they should have, but they weren't doing so, okay, because Biden was their useful idiot. Okay, they were shielding him. They were covering up for anything that went on overseas with his kid. Hunter's a dirtbag. But they're even starting to acknowledge that now. Now, understand, they could have acknowledged that a year ago. They could have acknowledged that two years ago. Could have acknowledged it three years ago. But there was an agenda. Hey, we need to get this guy elected. We got to, we need to get Trump out of there. Okay? And for a minute there, they actually thought they were going to try to get this guy a second term. I'm telling you because I care. Okay, Biden will not be the nominee. He will not be the Democratic nominee, whether it happens in two months or it happens in four months. The fact that they're now having these conversations out loud means they've been authorized to have these conversations out loud. Like, guys, there is a war going on in our country in the media, Okay, to control elections. The people on the left 
want to control the way you vote. Okay, they want to control who runs the government. I'll tell you full stop. Okay, I work at Fox News. I know everybody here. Okay, we absolutely have an agenda. Okay, 100%. Whereas the left is obsessed with who controls the government and who wins the next election. I'm being very honest with you. Okay, as people who love the country and all the privileges it's afforded us, all we're trying to do, okay, on Fox News is get the government the hell out of everybody's life. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Okay, you know what you hear us say all the time? Hey, government. Don't tell me what kind of stove I can use at my pizzeria. Hey, government, don't tell me what I can say on Twitter. Hey, government, don't tell me whether I have to wear a mask. Hey, government, don't fire me because I don't want to get a shot. You didn't even bother to test, okay? Those are the positions we're taking. Hey, government, we're giving you a lot of money, okay? Could you spend some of it on America? We pay a lot of taxes. Could you secure our border government? We're heckling whoever runs the government if they're not doing our bidding. I think he's got a point. That's what we're doing on Fox News. On the Democratic side of town, they are in a war to have their people in control of the government. And that mafia war they're constantly engaged in in every single news cycle has apparently resulted in a sit-down where they talked about old Joey Wanders. I don't know, guys. He's wandering out of a lot of meetings lately. (laughs) Shaking hands with the air again, guys. I don't know. We have a president that is clearly not all there. Okay. Someone has decided in the upper echelons of the DNC they don't want this guy on the ticket. Okay. Because we're not getting breaking news on Biden polls and the fact that they're terrible. And the fact that two-thirds of the country doesn't want him to run again. Here's a newsflash, okay? When Biden announced he was running again, he did so at a time when two-thirds of the country said they didn't want him running again, okay? He announced at a time when 70% of the country said we were headed in the wrong direction. So these polls they're sharing on on CNN and MSNBC aren't breaking news. The breaking news is that they're actually finally telling the truth and acknowledging the real narratives surrounding the Biden presidency. Okay, that's the deal. Joe Biden has been an idiot his whole life. Okay, Barack Obama famously talked him out of running for president in 2016 thinking Hillary Clinton was going to not only be the nominee, but she'd serve two terms and that would effectively finish him. Wrong. Now, turns out it didn't end that way, but Biden wound up getting an opening to get back into politics. And even then, it took 23 people quitting the race before Obama would come out and endorse him at that point. I agree with that. That's just how it works. So you understand he has always been an idiot and a useful idiot for the media. But he's finding out what a lot of politicians like him uh, have found out in the past, whether it was my old governor. Do you remember Hansi Andy Cuomo? Andy! Andy! They built Cuomo up to the moon and back before the 2020 election because they wanted to contrast Trump against him. Why can't he be more like Cuomo? Why can't he be more like Cuomo? You know, Cuomo's a great leader. Yeah, I know, unless you're alone with him in the office. You ever seen a grown man naked? But the point is, okay, Cuomo was a useful idiot in the run-up to the 2020 election. But Cuomo ultimately found out what Joe Biden found out, okay? You can be a full-time idiot, but the media, the DNC, they're only hiring part-time. show so good it moves the stock market the dow racing up on jimmy's remarks this is fox across america with jimmy Fallon. 
All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total T. Nugenics Total T, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster has Testafin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total T before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231-231 and enter the the keyword Jimmy. Text now. You'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. It is absolutely free. Your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword Jimmy. It's 231-231 and you enter the keyword Jimmy. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Everything you need to know about whether the media is whacking Joe Biden, a straight media mafia hit. Here's Van Jones summing it up, clip four. I think a lot of Democrats will look at these numbers and say, the whispers are finally showing up in this data. Uh, people are talking behind their hand. They worry about Joe Biden. Joe Biden's like that grandpa that you love, that you believe in, you owe a lot, but you, you, you start to wonder uh, you know, would, would you give this grandpa a high-stress job for six more years, or would you want something else for him? That's what's being talked about. And people are scared to come out and, talk, and say anything about it. But I think it's important for us to have this conversation now. I think this may be the bottom for Joe Biden. He may go up as the economy improves. But right now, the economy is getting better, and fears about the economy are getting worse. Oh, man. And what is Van Jones really trying to tell you? I mean... If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. The guy's a mess. What, he summed it up very tactfully, and I think it's something you've been he- hearing a lot of on the right. What you hear from us is, hey, shame on the Bidens. Shame on the people that want to run this guy again. He should be running. I'm not mad at Joe Biden. I think he's a horrible president. I don't think he's governed well. I have a lot of concerns about corruption overseas. Are you the big man, Joe? But I'm not actually sitting here on the radio wishing him ill will, nor am I wishing him another four years of the elder abuse that we're currently witnessing. Here's Jake Tapper, another prominent name at CNN. Clip five. Former ambassador and Governor Nikki Haley, who is the only Republican candidate we have as of now who actually beats Biden in the poll, who's who's outside the margin of error. Uh, He's basically in a dead heat with all the other Republicans. Uh, he might be up one or down one, but within the margin of error, all the others, not Nikki Haley. She beats him. Haley has argued that a vote for Biden would really end up being a vote for Vice President Kamala Harris. Um, do you not acknowledge that the perception of his frailty, perceived frailty, is hurting his campaign, is hurting his reelection chances? I mean, think about that. And, you know, it's a reality that is ultimately going to doom him. Forget how historically unpopular he is and the bad shape the country happens to be and forget the age question. It's a reality that whoever the Republican nominee is going to be is going to run on Kamala Harris on the idea that, hey, if you vote for Biden, okay, there's better than a 50 percent chance you're going to wind up with a 
President Kamala. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha-ha! I'm telling you, they're having these conversations out loud. Okay, they've been having them for a year and a half. The fact that they're having them out loud means they've been given permission to do so. Okay, and that's the good news for all of us is that we're getting a healthy dose of truth from the media. The bad news is once they get a new nominee, they're going to go back right back to lying to us. Bunch of dirtbags. Wanderer Joe Biden walked right out of a medal ceremony at the White House. Biden's lost his marbles. It's probably my favorite thing I saw all week. And it reminded me, sadly, okay, I listen, I don't take any joy in saying this, okay? But my late great Uncle Sonny, uh, who had uh, some form of dementia, uh, was in a memory care unit out in Utah. And because he had the body of a former U.S. Marine and was in shape and was a very active guy his whole life, when he got to the memory care unit, okay, his body was young and able and his brain had just kind of betrayed him. But what he would do from time to time is get fits of energy and just start running. Like you'd be talking to him. Uh, I have no idea who you are, no idea what you're talking about, and he'd just run away. And do you remember the old Benny Hill show? And, you know, they're all racing him. And that's what it was. All of a sudden, these nurses are just chasing this guy. He's just running for no reason. Uh, It makes me laugh. uh, But when it comes to the president of the United States, it's like a different matter. But that's what's happening to Biden. Like what we saw this week at the medal ceremony wasn't the first time it happened. Okay, the, the most famous one, I think, is the one at FEMA. When he's sitting at the, oh, my goodness gracious, if you haven't seen this video where Biden is speaking at FEMA, he's got about a half the speech to go on the actual teleprompter, and he just randomly walks right into the cubicles where people are sitting and watching him, and everybody's like, wait, what's... And a woman just goes and tries to grab him by the arm and bring him back. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. Now, luckily for their staff, he's not in the same shape as my Uncle Sonny. He's not going to run. Okay, but he is going to wander off from time to time. That's what he did this week. It's a gold medal, uh, medal of honor ceremony. He's on stage putting a medal around an 82-year-old Vietnam veteran. Okay, we're thankful, obviously, that he didn't accidentally put the medal around himself. Uh, But he essentially puts the medal around the guy's neck. There's still an invocation yet to be given where there's going to be a prayer, and then there's going to be a closing song that plays him off the stage. He just leaves. (laughs) It's not good. This is Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes? That's all, folks. I said this yesterday. The fact that we're having these debates, like KJP this week when she was like, no, he wandered out on purpose. He meant to wander out on purpose. No, he didn't. And the fact that we even have to have this debate, the fact that we are skeptical of her claims stems from the fact that we've seen it before. And again, this is an understandable symptom of age. It is not an understandable symptom of the United States president.
presidency. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. Here's Aaron Burnett, also on CNN, talking about moving on. Clip six. I know you've seen this poll yourself, uh, but 67% of Democrats and Democratic-leading independents want the party to nominate someone other than Joe Biden for 2024. Does the Democratic Party need to start seriously looking at someone else? I mean, again, they this when you hear this, this is what you need to understand. When she says 67% of Democrats leading independence, that's not a new number. Okay, that's been the number for a year. Okay, what's new is that they're acknowledging the number. When you're right, you're right, and you're right. Here's more Aaron Burnett, clip seven. And I know you and I have had many conversations about the economy, and, and that's an important issue. We, we, we could talk about it and, and, and how, how, how significant what is, what is you know, successes really are and also the perception. But do you really think, ultimately, Congresswoman, that if people just saw the economy differently, they wouldn't care about all these other issues that they, they seem to have strong opinions on, the stamina, the age, uh, whether they're proud to have him as president, all of those, uh, you know, frankly, pretty damning numbers. <laughs> I mean, man. The man is insane. He's not responsible for himself. <laughs> Listen to James Carville. As big of a liberal hack as you'll ever see. Okay, James Carville, a human shield for the Democratic Party. And it's it's really funny because, I, you know, I always joke that I dress when you see me on primetime TV like an overweight figure skater. A lot of flashy, weird stuff just to distract from my glaring lack of intellect. Every time you see James Carville on TV in 2023, he looks like he just got woken up on a park bench by the sprinkler system. Okay, but here he is talking about Biden's poll numbers. Clip two. I guess to say the least, uh, the, the, the polls are not, uh, were not great. And it tells us that, you know, voters are expressing uh, some apprehension here. It's, it's pretty clear. I mean, there's not much else you can say when you, you look at them. You, you can't look at this and not say that you're concerned. It, it's just right. for me to come on television and say, I, I don't find this alarming or troubling at all. would be would be stupid. I, mean, I, mean, I wouldn't do that. So there you go. Okay, even Carville forced to acknowledge reality. But he says, you know, look, even the voters are expressing some apprehension here. Dude, it is not apprehension. The voters are emphatic. We're going, hey, you want Biden to run again? No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 That's not apprehension. Okay, here's David uh, Chalian, CNN's political director. Clip three. You noted the 39% approval rating means hovering down there in that range since the spring. Take a look at this era, how that stacks up to his modern-day predecessors at this stage in their presidency. So Biden is sort of hanging in this area mm. with Trump and Carter. Just to note, both of those folks lost their reelection That's efforts right. when they were running for reelection. Wow. So that is CNN. Okay. Flat out acknowledging the truth, attempting to make the case that they are now doing some impartial reporting. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. And they're not. I just I want to be clear about this. OK, this I, I will explain how this works. This is what's going on. Just so we're all on the same page. OK, the DNC realizes these polls aren't getting better. It's a liability. He cannot win reelection. OK, their hope was he would run against Trump. Trump would be so tied up in court that Biden wouldn't really have to run. It would be like 2020 where he could stay home 
and the media could do the campaigning for him. The media could just go out and campaign against Trump every day, leak one anonymously sourced bombshell court testimony after the other. The walls are closing in. And essentially, the Trump indictments could focus as a COVID variant. You know how COVID allowed Biden to not campaign? They shielded him from the public. Okay, they were hoping these court cases would overshadow any of Biden's, you know, ineptitude. And that would shorten the racetrack, shorten the race he would have to run out in the public eye. But now what they're realizing is the indictments have driven up Trump's support. Okay, what they thought was going to be. The move. Ah, we'll indict Trump. That'll get Biden over the top. Wrong. The Trump indictments have only rallied Trump's support because people see, you know, how partisan our justice system is. Okay, you got January 6th protesters. And again, I'm not a fan of January 6th. I'm not even telling you it was okay what happened that day. But when you hear people are going to jail for 20 or 30 years for January 6th, we're living in a country where people shoot three people and don't serve two years in prison. But you show up on January 6th, you know, in a Chewbacca bikini, next thing you know, you're going to die in jail. I mean, it's kind of crazy. But understand, okay, the fact that Trump isn't going away is why Biden has to. That's what's going on right now. Okay, they're looking at this situation internally. The hit has been put out by the DNC. Like, we actually can't run this guy. Tell the media to start dragging him down. We'll make the case. It'll help the public pressure campaign to get him to step aside. Then we can truck out Newsom, maybe Kamala, heaven forbid. My honest guess is it would be somebody else. Not that they were any good. I think you might see like a Gretchen Whitmer start to get some heat. I think you'd see Pete Booty Judge start to get some heat. They're going to want to go with something like historic, you know, whenever a gay president openly. Okay, I'm sure we've had some, you know, not openly that we know of. Okay. You know, the idea of a Gretchen Whitmer, again, lines them up for a female president. They don't want to run Kamala. Like, to be clear, if Kamala was strong, okay, Biden would have been gone a year ago, straight gone a year ago. Like, if there was an appetite for a Kamala Harris, there's no way the party allows, allows Joe Biden to get lost leaving the stage a dozen times. They don't allow him to shake hands with invisible people, let alone defend the fact that he's shaking hands with invisible people, let alone defend the fact that Joe Biden's the only president that takes more time to leave a speech than he does to give one, okay, assuming he stays to the end and doesn't just wander off into the crowd, okay? They don't have a bench right now. So they've tried to humor the idea of him running again, but we've gotten to this point where they're now putting out a hit. Now, understand, the reason they're trying to whack Joe Biden politically and they're wanting the media to do it, this matters, this part really matters, okay, is because it allows the media, it creates the perception that the media did some objective journalism. They were just sitting around and digging deep into every story and every, you know, whether the political narrative was damaging to the Democrats or the Republicans, they treated them all the same. We know that's not the case. But by letting the media whack Joe Biden, it gives the media back a little bit of credibility in the eyes of some people. Okay, they go, oh, no, the media's not biased. Look what they just did to Biden. Media's not biased. Look what they did to Andrew Cuomo. Remember how they whacked Hansy Andy? Andy! Andy! Okay, but they whack them to get back credibility so they can blow it again the next time there's an election and they're going to go to the mattresses on behalf of whoever the Democrat happens to be. That's how this thing works. Like when you, you understand, okay, I do this thing around the holidays. You've probably heard me talk about it. 
where I will actively try to lose weight. I will try to lose like 10, 12 pounds going into December just so I can completely pull the goalie and gain all of it back around the holidays. It's a pre-holiday diet. I will just eat, like, literally everything imaginable around the holidays. You're killing yourself the way you eat. Y'all fat look at you. But understand, okay, that may be true, okay? I lose the weight, so I have that margin of error, okay? The Democrats are doing a similar thing when it comes to political hit jobs. They whack people, so it gives them the credibility, and they can then go blow it again. Okay, they can go damage themselves again. That's what they do. And then in the run up to the next election, they can go claw some of it back again, do some objective reporting, get people to go see. They call it both ways. But understand what I'm telling you is true. Joe Biden's poll numbers today aren't any worse than they were a year ago. Not any worse than they were a year ago. So the idea that they're just bringing them up now, like, wow, you believe these bad polls maybe shouldn't run again. You know, he's going to be really old next time around. Maybe he shouldn't run again. Here's a newsflash, guys. We knew he was going to be really old a year ago because he was already really old. Okay, but the idea that he was going to run again was something they weren't touching as a negative despite all of the numbers being in place a year ago. They're touching them now because it's politically expedient for them to go out there and actually do so. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. John is out in Butte, Montana. He's not always right, but he's always half in the bag, and that's fun. Yo, John. Hey, brother. How are you doing today? Getting ready for, uh, my goodness gracious, Helena, Montana, baby. We're like a month and a half away. Oh, I know. I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad one of us is. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Hey, y- y'all need to quit giving Biden so much crap about him wandering off because y'all need to realize that's not you know him walking away because he's confused. It's because somebody put a sparkly thing on the outside of a damn pudding cup or an ice cream cup and they caught that. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, so you're telling me he saw like a kid walking in the corridor and wanted to go sniff its hair or something like that? Well, that or go take his ice cream cone. <laughs> I'd rather eat a, I'd rather meet ice cream than sniff the kids. That's getting a little weird. I got to be honest. Uh, <laughs> it's something. And like it's what's funny about it is we've watched enough like presidential activity over the years to know the president doesn't randomly leave the room. In fact, no one does until the president does. You know what I'm saying? And right. the fact that it's just like he puts the medal around the guy and he's like, you know what? I'm done. I'm just I'm just going to get out of here. Uh, it, it, it's something. It's something. That's all I'm trying to say. I know you have your theory about ice cream. I have my theory about little kids. I'm sure it's somewhere in between. Maybe it was a little kid with an ice cream. Well, see, now. My thing is, is I'm, I'm taking bets on the G20. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what he's going to do. He's either going to fall asleep, forget what he's talking about, or wander off. I'm trying to figure out what the odds are going to be and who's going to do what. <laughs> I do expect him to call it the G unit, like 50 cents rap posse, or it'll be something <laughs> like that. You're not you're not getting it. The fact that you think we're getting a straight pronunciation of the G20, there is no chance. Uh but it's, it's you know, listen, all I know about the G20 is Russia and China ain't going. It's something we don't talk about a lot, but they made a coordinated effort to sit this one out, which isn't a good sign. We're talking about the world economy because, like, their alliance is getting closer. But you got to, on some, on some level, right, don't you give Xi Jinping credit, he, like, he ha- almost has to skip it? I mean, you don't have a lot of free time when you're running China and America at the same time. Well, that's... 
as, as sad as that is, it really is true because that just seems to be the way that everything's going right now. And then you got, you know, it's, I think everybody's just waiting to just kind of come over and try to invade the country and take it over and make us all speak another language that we don't well, know. Well, this is, <laughs> well, here's the thing, okay? I don't, I don't think they're going to invade, okay? We're not a country you'd want to invade just because of the water barriers and everything. I think they've already invaded us. I just think they did it through academia and through all the crazy stuff going on on the left. When you think of how many people hate the country, it's almost as if someone should record a stand-up special this October explaining to the world how lucky they are to live here. You know what I'm saying? So here oh, it'd be nice. <laughs> well, I'm on the case. Good luck this weekend. Give my best to the ladies wherever you wind up. Oh, I'm gonna be in Texas, buddy. Oh, hot damn! That's a mate. That's a that's what what part? I'm going to Dallas, and I'm getting some damn barbecue. You damn right you are. Oh, that's a home. That's a home run. You know, I'm not allowed to have barbecue till I tape my special. I'm just. T- you know what I'm having for dinner tonight? I have Greek yogurt, and I just drink my tears with it. <laughs> That's all that's – seriously, <laughs> eat an extra rack for me, you bastard. John, I love you, buddy. Be well. Bye, Have a good Bye. one. There he goes, the great John on his way to Texas for some ri- – oh, that sounds unbelievable. Nope, I, not me. I can't do it. Fox just sent the guy back into the studio to knock the food out of my hands. Put that cookie down now. You're listening to the most relatable man on the radio. Best way to describe him is to say he's the typical boy next door. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon keeping you safe in this stampede of stupidity. I'm going to play you one clip from The View. The View is awful. Only one. And here is Sonny Hostin, okay? Just the same as they're coming after Biden. Okay, the media is suddenly acknowledging the existence of Nikki Haley. And they're starting to trash Nikki Haley. Why? Because polls show her beating Joe Biden by more than any other Republican. Here's Hostin coming after her for supporting parents' rights, clip 16. Everybody thinks Nikki Haley is this, you know, this this really interesting woman who is really powerful and has these really great ideas. Well, let me tell you, I think she's a hypocrite. My personal opinion. Well, yeah. Um, now she's yeah, champion. She's she's a champion of parents' rights. We know what that means when it comes to Florida and when it comes to Texas. It really means that you're giving the right to certain parents to teach their kids what they want their kids taught, but you're taking away from me as a parent what I want my kids to learn. Right. I'm surrounded by idiots. No, that's not. So funny. Never mind that Sonny Hostin isn't affected by any of this because her kids go to private school. Oh, wow. So we're sitting here. How dare Nikki Haley stand up for, you know, not fair. My kids don't get a choice. You are so full of sh- Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Boom, there it is. Here we go. Fox Across America, your main man, Jimmy Fallon, bringing you another big hour of top shelf radio in a bottom feeding political world. 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of the show. We're going to be chatting with Diamond Dave Landau, nationally touring comedian. Uh, He is appearing uh, in Port Charlotte, Florida next weekend. Why? Mainly because that's his job but partly because this is the only place left in America where they aren't shipping migrants because of the overflow at our southern border. Man, oh man, oh man. Liberal cities, sanctuary cities, 
The ones that said, send us everybody. No one's illegal. We should be building bridges, not walls. Every one of those mayors and governors now saying, get them out of here. Get them out. We're going to have a grown-up talk about the border. 888-788-9910. You know the rules, man. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Don't be a Say it every day. Every single day. Okay? Saying it a year ago. Saying it two years ago. Three years ago. Okay? But this is a fact. Okay, since Joe Biden has become our president, okay, we have let in now 7 million people at the Mexican border. What Buenos Dias. Buenos Dias. 7 million people. Okay, and that number, okay, you understand in the state of Texas has completely overwhelmed entire towns and regions, strained their resources, okay? But we're living in a moment now where all of the people who said, you know, we're a sanctuary city, no human is illegal, is now getting the bill for the political posturing they did. Okay, remember this. The reason places like New York started claiming sanctuary city status was to politically and publicly defy President Trump. Okay, they were doing it knowing that under Trump, they'd never have to take any migrants because Trump was actually securing the southern border, you understand? So they could say, hey, we'll take anybody who comes that you don't want. We'll take them right now. That's what we'll do, okay? Democrats are so full of crap. Totally. Why? Because now it's time to take them. And are they saying, yeah, bring it on? (laughs) No. They're saying this is going to destroy our city. Okay, I'm going to give you some clips here. It's fascinating. So I'm going to show you how politics just screws up everything. And I'm going to show you how, you know, on this show where we still care uh, that we've got to get beyond this mindset of if one party wants to do it, I just automatically hate it. Okay, because that's what politics has become. It's such a team sport now. We're so hyperpartisan. We're so politically divided. You really think about this, the insanity of this. Every political party, both political parties, okay, voted for border wall funding. They voted for it under George W. Bush. That is a real thing. Correct mundo. And they voted for it again under Barack Obama. Okay, they did that as well. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But the point is, okay, despite both parties supporting border wall funding under Bush and Obama, when Trump came down the escalator and was like, build a wall, they were like, oh, hell no. That's racist. This is politics as usual. Total politics as usual. They decided to defy something they themselves had long supported. And we started to get, we should be building bridges and not walls. No human being is illegal. You know, and less 40 of them show up at Martha's Vineyard. In which case, yeah, we don't want them here. No, get them out. Get, you, get, you get them out right now. And they did. The Democrats... In Martha's Vineyard, the richest vacation retreat in America, said with a straight face they didn't have the capacity to house 42 extra people. Come on, don't bullshit me. Okay, understand that Texas has borne the brunt of 7 million people have crossed the southern border under Joe Biden. You have no idea how to defend a nation. Okay, and that's just the reality. Okay, we can get into the infrastructure. We can get into the cost. We can get into the fact that they're incentivizing them to take these this perilous journey where they're traveling with human traffickers and drug coyotes and everything in between. 
But the reality is the border is the front door of the house. Okay, just look at it on a large scale. I'm just giving you an easy metaphor, and I always do when it comes to the border. It's front door of the house. If America is a house, okay, the border is the front door. And at that front door right now, we don't know, okay, who's coming and going at every hour of the night. That can't be good. We know it's not good, okay, because the fentanyl coming across the southern border has led to an all-time high in poisoning deaths here in this country. An all-time high in deaths. Biden sucks. Totally. But understand, okay, what's happening now in Democratic cities, where they're starting to complain about it, okay, is not new. Okay, we had a record level of poisoning deaths a year ago. We had a record level of illegal immigration a year ago. We had a record level of poisoning deaths the year before that. We had a record level of illegal immigration the year before that. So why are they speaking up now? Because it's finally ending up in their cities. Bingo. Okay, here it is. Democratic leaders, okay, calling out Biden, clip 34. I am delivering an urgent and formal appeal to the federal government for intervention and action. We need leadership from President Biden, period. We need that leadership right here in New York State because, you know, New York State is struggling. We need the national government to stand up. This is not a New York City issue. This is a national issue. The city of Chicago cannot go on welcoming new arrivals safely and capably without significant support and immigration policy changes. Such an idiot. This is pretty much the worst video ever made. Chicago, New York, Boston. What are they? No, we can't do it. We need help from the feds. But you understand, we're not having this issue if you just shut down the border. That's actually all you have to do. That is correct. It's not about the feds giving out cash so you can house more migrants in hotels. It's about securing the border so they're forced to come here legally. Okay, understand, when you hear people like Jamal Bowman yelling about, we need immigration reform, okay, that's not a serious statement about solving a now problem. Why do I say that? Because if they implemented immigration reform, which is fine, we always use improvements to our immigration system. Of course, we want to make the fact, the act of coming here legally easier. It's a country built on immigration. We are pro-immigration on this show, but we are pro-legal immigration. Okay, when you bring people here illegally, you understand we had a backlog in our immigration courts. We had a backlog of people trying to get into this country legally. The Democrats under Joe Biden have just added seven million people to a line that was already overcrowded. That's Use your common sense. Okay, so start there. If you're in favor of immigration reform, something that'll speed up the process, you don't add 7 million people to the line. I think he's got a point. You understand? The line just got 7 million people longer. The average wait on an asylum case, in some instances, is as high as 10 years right now. Okay, we've made it exponentially worse, and we did so in the name of politics. We opposed securing the border simply so we'd have an attack line against a Republican president, Donald Trump. He wanted to secure the border, so the Democrats said, hell no, that's not who we are as America with a melting pot, blah, 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 blah. Here's Eric Adams. This is an old-school clip of Eric Adams being asked if he would rescind 
his status as a sanctuary city. This is in 2022 when the migrants started to pile up in Texas. Clip 38. You pledged uh, during your campaign to uh, keep New York City a sanctuary a city. Do you have any concern that that, that policy uh, is, 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 for, is attracting more people to the border, more people to cross the border to make that dangerous no, trip? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, this city has always been a sanctuary city, and we've always managed those who wanted to come to uh, New York City to pursue the American dream. Oh, there it is. You're a loony. He's not a loony. He's a clown. <laughs> Straight clown. Okay, we've always managed those who want to come here. Yeah, and of course you have, if they were coming here legally. Okay, if they were coming here illegally and it was a dozen people, then yeah, you manage that too. But you've never dealt with something, okay, of this scale. Now, he was saying that in 2022. Okay, now that the game has changed, he's being asked to manage 10,000 people. 10,000 people in New York City. Okay, New York City, which has more resources than any other place on the planet. Okay, it's the biggest city in the country. It's the wealthiest city in the country. And he's telling you, no, we need help. Here he is now, now that he's being forced to take on migrants. Clip 35. Month after month, I stood up and I said, this is going to come to a neighborhood near you. Well, we're here. We're here. We're getting no support on this national crisis. And we're receiving no support. And let me tell you something, New Yorkers. Never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. Destroy New York City. Whoa. And listen, if it'll destroy New York City, they've taken in 10,000 people. Okay. Texas has taken in 7 million. Shut up, fool! Seriously, 7 million people. Ah, it's tough here in New York. We got 10,000. Texas took in 10 million, 7 million. And did they have anything to say about Texas? The answer would be no. No, they don't care what's going on in Texas, up in New York. They don't care. That's the point. It's not a United States of America. Should be. Because what comes across the border winds up in all 50 states, as the Democrats are now finding out the hard way. But you understand... These people aren't coming, just so you get it. They're not coming because of a broken immigration system, okay? They're coming, are you ready for it? Because they're getting in. That's why they're coming, okay? If they weren't getting into the southern border, is anyone walking a 1,000 miles knowing it's locked? The answer would be no. Of course not. Okay, they know they're getting in. Right now, New York City, we're a block from where I am, at the Roosevelt Hotel, at any hour of the day, you can see 5,000 people sitting outside the hotel, okay, that have free hotel rooms, free hotel rooms. They're paid for by the government. They're getting a per diem that allows them to eat. They're sitting on their cell phones. They're riding around on scooters. Some of them got cash jobs delivering stuff. Some of them are dealing drugs. Some of them are helping out the human traffickers. Like, that's a real thing. And they're sitting right around the block from me at the Roosevelt Hotel right now as we speak. Every night when I drive home, I pass them, I see them. I go, oh, look at that. Every night, we drive by the Roosevelt, give it a couple of, you know, a couple of quick honks on the old Bronco horn, you know. Shout out to the gang. What Buenos Dias. Buenos Dias. That whole thing. Okay, but understand, and that's, I don't begrudge anybody wanting to come here to make a better life for themselves. But the only way the problem gets better is if you secure the border and force them to come here legally. Okay, it's not a real solution to say immigration reform, okay, because immigration reform, which would be fabulous and fine, okay, takes years and years. They could pass a bill tomorrow 
Okay, there's a seven million person backlog in the courts right now. The most sweeping immigration form you could ever pass if you waved a magic wand right now still has the courts behind by over seven million cases. So if the border continues to be open, that line will only get longer as more people come here illegally. Okay, so it's not about passing a bill. It's about stopping people from passing the border. Okay, but here is the view telling you it's an entirely different story. But frankly, you know, I think we need to find, and, and we've dealt with this before. I, I lived in, uh, in Miami. I was a migrant, an immigrant in Miami in the 80s. You'll remember when we had the Marielle boat lift. Yes. 125,000 Cubans yeah. came in a matter of six months. It puts tremendous stress on, on, on a city, on a community, on the social services. They need to be resettled elsewhere. They need, right? to, they need to be out. We're this spread, a massive yeah. country. Well, and yeah. it's only going to get worse with global warming and climate change because people can't live in certain parts of this world. <laughs> global warming and climate change. That was embarrassing. Ah, oh, that was amazing. It was not embarrassing. That was amazing. It's only going to get worse. But understand the significance of what's going on here. You've got to realize where it's all about politics. People don't matter. And this is the scam of the moment we happen to be living in. Okay, did you hear Anna Navarro right there? No, nah, we got to send them somewhere else. They can't all be here. It's too much. Got to send them somewhere else. Okay, when Ron DeSantis sent them someone else in Florida, they called it human trafficking. They said this was inhumane. They said it was illegal. You couldn't. He should be behind bars. Every name known to man because he put 42 people on an air-conditioned bus, shipped them up to Martha's Vineyard, and relocated them because he didn't sign up to be a sanctuary state. They did. And then when they got the actual opportunity to step up and be a sanctuary state, what did they say? Get him out of here. Get him out. I'm telling you now, every single problem in our country right now, okay, is not the end result of immigration reform or lack of infrastructure or relocating migrants. The point is we need to force them to come in here legally, and we're not doing it. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Diamond Dave Landau coming up in the next break. His opening act right here in Brooklyn. Alex is on the line. Yo, Alex. Hey, Jimmy. Thanks for taking the call. I want to comment about this migrant situation here in New York and in you know, other Democratic states and cities where these voters are flipping out. 
And it's clear it's going to have an effect on the upcoming election because the, the migrant situation is it's the first time where it's the ramifications have hit Democratic voters because the migrants are now in Democratic states and cities. But I find it so hypocritical. And they have all these Democrats that were 100 percent fine when this is going on in Texas. Yep. And they were saying, hey, you, you people in Texas, you got to sacrifice your quality of life and allow these people in here. It's going to cost you economically because the people in Mexico, Guatemala and Honduras are going through you know difficult situations. We've got to allow them in here. And and now that they're coming here to New York, they're flipping out. And, and why, why shouldn't people in New York, if you're a Democrat, you were for the open border, I think you should also have to sacrifice your quality of life, just like the people in Texas. I mean, I'm, I'm outraged about it. I think we've got to get them out of here. But I'm a Republican. I was never for this open border. I mean, if the people in Mexico were dying left and right and it was a different circumstance, I'd say, yeah, we've got to allow them in here. And and I would sacrifice my standard of living. But if, if I'm not for the open border because I don't think that situation in Mexico – but if you are, then if it's fine in Texas, then it should be fine in New York as well. Well, that's the the point. The thing to take away from this, man, is that they actually have no mm-hmm. regard for these people. Like, they don't care about the people. You know what I'm saying? Because if mm-hmm. this problem remained in Texas, they never would have acknowledged it ever. Like, they don't care. They don't care about the people. They don't care about what happens to them on the way in here. They don't care about their fellow Americans that are getting the burden for this down in Texas. It's become a liability for them personally, so they care. And that's the scam, okay? They're not the compassionate, empowering, welcoming, tolerant Democrats. They're just people who are annoyed because their cities are getting overcrowded and they want to kick them out the second they can. But I'm with you. We didn't sign up for this crap. That's why we need to make a change. Good call, Alex. We'll be back. It is Fox Across America. The main man, Jimmy Fallon, fired up to talk to this next guest who is appearing in Visani's in Port Charlotte, Florida. September 15th and 16th, comedy sexiest man, Dave Landau in the house. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, beautiful. Now, is it true that you're actually going to Visani's because it's the only place they're not housing extra migrants right now? Uh, that's correct, um, and I think they are, but I won't say anything. <laughs> you leave the kitchen out of this. Okay, let's talk oh, about right. it. Oh, let's, uh, let's, <laughs> let's, right. I think we all know the secrets of the trade. <laughs> I was talking about the showroom specifically, uh, but by the time you get there, okay, I'm really enjoying this up here in New York. Uh, we're at this really funny place where everybody in New York is now screaming that we've got to kick the migrants out because we don't have the room or the infrastructure. Do you remember like this time six months ago when DeSantis put 42 people on a bus and they were like, that's human trafficking, throw them in jail? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he just sent them Washington way. That yeah. was fantastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but now, now like, people, people showed up here and they're like, oh, hell no. You know, and I, I, I enjoy watching this happen. But I have to tell you, New York is a, it's fascinating right now. Like if you go around the block to, to um, the Roosevelt Hotel, it is Caracas. Like just, just thousands of people in the street. It's pretty wild. Wow, that's crazy. So you mean it's just like before? <laughs> you know, that's really funny because Adams, <laughs> that's really funny because Eric Adams gave the speech yesterday. He's like, illegal immigration is going to destroy this city. I was like, I'm sorry, de Blasio beat them to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oddly yeah. enough, it was the legal citizens that got the job done. I mean, the, yeah, the illegals. These are just like the people stripping the copper off the Roman Colosseum after the empire had already fallen. 
Oh, absolutely. There's yeah, de Blasio did a great job of just destroying everything that was in that city and just taking all the magic and shine off of it. Anything that Giuliani put in, yeah. he cut out like a meth head at a, at a house. <laughs> it's so abandoned. true. But he did start a thriving retail chain called Space for Rent. Uh, that really True. took off under de Blasio's watch. We've now you've got a space for rent on every corner in town. Now they're everywhere. They've gone viral. <laughs> yeah, it's great. They've gone viral. <laughs> Very exciting. Too funny. Well, there's a couple things uh, in a couple moving parts, by the way, as we get on the phone today. So there's two things going on. I'm laughing at, you know, the hypocrisy, of the immigration thing. But they are actually like I'm not kidding. There's a coordinated mafia hit out in the media on Biden right now, like for the first time ever. Okay, CNN ran 12 different reports yesterday saying Biden's poll numbers are bad and they should consider moving on to a new candidate. Now, what's interesting, the reason I say it's a mafia hit is because his poll numbers yesterday or today are as bad as they were three months ago, six months ago or a year ago. So it's not new information they're reporting. It's that there seems to have been some back channel discussions like, you know, we did all we could do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like. There's no way to make this guy look good. Have you seen this country? It's a nightmare. <laughs> Dude, he walked out during a Medal of Honor ceremony this week. He pins a Medal of Honor ceremony another guy and just decides he'll go for a walk now. Like, the band doesn't get to play him out. People don't get to stand and applaud. He just leaves. Like, I'm just done here. And uh, I promise, that's not normal. No, and he nods off during Hawaiian memorial ceremonies. Oh, and it's goodness. just a bad look all around. We're sending, like, our worst representative. Mm-hmm. To go around the country for everybody. That's the go around the world, really. It's, no, it's so true. And I, it's amazing that it would take anybody this long to be like, you know, I think maybe uh, he's not good at his job or we've overstepped. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know how they couldn't see this. It's been mm-hmm. it's been a nightmare. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Uh, uh, since he took office. Yeah, nobody wants to say it, but that's the thing. Like everything we're talking about this week, like immigration. So they're like, oh, this is this is nonsense. We can't have this. Come on, there's 10,000 people in New York, okay? 7 million people have come in. So the idea that we're now saying something, it's like, you know when they stave an intervention for a 700-pound person? I'm like, listen, if you cared, you might have did this at 600, 500, dare I say 400 pounds. The fact that it took 700 pounds is you've kind of demonstrated some indifference to the problem, to be honest with you. Oh, absolutely. Well, and it's all over, too. And even uh, well, with the migrant thing in, involving Biden, too, they just said that there's a few hundred migrants that are being sheltered behind curtains at Chicago's O'Hare Airport. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that, yeah. where they're saying it's just overcrowded and unpleasant. And it's like, this was all this way before. Yeah. Yeah. I like, know. we can't just blame migrants and be like, yeah, I think it's uh, I think oh. maybe it's Biden's fault this time. It's like, no, it, it's been this. It's been terrible for a while now. We're just blaming a group of people. But I think the move with O'Hare works because what's happening now is migrants show up to O'Hare and they assume they've been sent back to their third world country. They're like, oh, so much, so much for that American trip. <laughs> here I was, here I was thinking we we're going to start a new life, honey. All right, here we go, back in. Uh, yeah, if it's a, yeah, if people came to Ellis Island and it looked anything like O'Hare, they'd be like, well, we've made a horrible mistake. <laughs> back on the boat! <laughs> Let's go back. Let's go back to Ireland. I don't care. We're done here. Let's get back to the to the famine. It's not good. There's there's no magic here. Yeah, it's... <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Dave Landau's on the phone, everybody. We're excited about it. Uh, did you see Joe Biden get COVID again? So she has four vaccines and two COVIDs. 
you know, which is I, I think like when you were getting the polio vaccine as a kid, the doctor did tell you, you know, now you'll know this thing's working when you get polio two more times. Well, of course, I remember getting it. And then the next day, my legs being all noodly. <laughs> and then I <laughs> then I had to FDR across my kitchen floor. I remember those days. <laughs> and, that's... and then, of course, we'd go back for three more boosters. <laughs> And then it would work. That's that's what I remember about vaccines. It's yeah. always getting horrifically sick for years after getting them. <laughs> that's that's how you knew it was doing its job. You know, it's like the the day I got the measles, I was like, oh, fi- thank God I got that measles vaccine, or I wouldn't have gotten the measles. You understand? To have known I was somehow immune from the measles. It's like it's so crazy because what this is what's happening, and I we, I know this is true because we have we have the same talk every week about a different issue, but what it's coming back yes. to because there's like there's this performance thing going on like a performance arts like a performative stupidity where we hate each other so much politically that people are embracing clown positions like openly embracing clown positions simply because they know it defies the other side it's like a it's like a never ending trolling exercise like them bringing back masks and recommending vaccines knowing everyone on earth knows they don't work they know they don't work but they're excited to go and do it which means it has nothing to do with like the actual issue of covid so much as it does the issue of just giving the finger to the other side so do you think we've like reached that place you know where like two kids don't want to share a toy so they tug back and forth on it so hard they just rip the toy in half. Is that where we are? Well, that's a fun way of saying, do you think the toy is civil war? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that we're there. I think we're too lazy for civil war. Like, I think unless, I someone makes an, unless someone makes an app on the phone, I don't think we're fighting a civil war. No, the only way that anybody's firing a cannon is if there's a shirt stuffed inside of it. That's <laughs> um, going into a bleacher. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I think it is that, though, because it really is – you're almost wearing a mask just because you hate the other people. Because I get on a plane, and I don't even understand. I'll sit next to people in masks, and I just want to be like, you know, this this doesn't work, right? Like, I appreciate the costume party, <laughs> but the vaccine is as much as a vaccine as Jill is a doctor. <laughs> it, it's – it just none of it seems to be working, and we just can't admit that, like, look, we overreacted. We shut down a country. It's been ruined for years. Like, the idea that we're even going to go into a part two, yep. I don't know why would you even would take that clown position where it's like, look, I want to be right that I'm willing to lose everything. <laughs> because that's what you're really putting at stake just to be right. It's like fighting with a woman. <laughs> Dave Landau on the not, phone. Not all women, just mine. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no winning. There's no winning. It's like, all right, we're just gonna we're gonna pretend so hard in our position. Well, you know what no happens? No matter what you say. Yes. Well, this is what happens. It's it's they'll take they'll they'll misrepresent what the original position was. So I'll give you an example. Uh, I I used to date a woman. Okay, a few years back. Um, but her name was Jenny Fela. But I used to date her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she had a different name back then. We were just dating. No, but if you ever got in a fight with a woman back in the day, okay, I don't know that I don't know that I could pin this one on Jenny, but I'm sure she's guilty of more egregious fighting offenses. So don't think I'm giving my wife a free pass. Uh, Je- that where it's like you didn't take out the garbage, and you're like, oh no, no, no I did. Uh, no, you did not. You did not take. I said to take. You didn't take it. I'm like, here is a video of me taking out the garbage. Uh, here is a 3D drawing of me taking out the garbage. Garbage. The Franklin Mint has uh, issued a commemorative coin of me taking out the garbage. Here is the proof. And then the argument becomes, it's not about the garbage. It's about how you talk to me. 
you know, and you're like, oh, I get it now. This person just wants to keep fighting with me. That's what went on with the vaccine. It was like, if you get the vaccine, you can't get transmission. And you're like, well, you can't get COVID. I'm like, well, I got COVID. It wasn't about whether you could get COVID. It was about whether it would lessen the symptoms. I'm like, no, no, that wasn't your argument. Your argument was I wouldn't get COVID. Now I have COVID. Stupid. And you're like, well, no, I got COVID twice. And you're like, no, but it's about how much you care about other people. Yeah. Don't you want to stop the spread? And you're like, but it's not stopping anything. You're like, all right, you win. You're fine. <laughs> Just take take my restaurant and I'll put on your face gear. Just close my, close <laughs> my gym. Destroy my child's education. <laughs> No, just ruin it. Please, whatever. I just don't yeah, it's it. fine. Just please stop yelling at me. Yeah, exactly. Just, just please. Let me know when I'm. Let, let me know when I'm allowed back out of the house to loot. Can you do that for me? That's yeah. all I want to know. Yeah. But all like, I want to know is when I can go out for a loaf of bread. And by that, I mean a smash and grab. <laughs> Talking to Dave Landau. He will be at Vasani's in Port Charlotte, Florida. Girlfriend. It is Saturday night, September Friday the fifteenth. Saturday night, September the sixteenth. Just a week and a half away. Uh, talking about comedy, by the way, did you see they're trying to they're trying to uh, kind of I don't know what you'd call it a me too, but they're trying to like chase Jimmy Fallon out of town uh, for having a hostile work environment. But I think he might have timed this right because the Rolling Stone report came out the same day Danny Masterson got sentenced to 30 years in prison for rape. Does Jimmy Fallon doing a bad lip syncing rendition uh, rise to the Danny Masterson level? I think he might have timed this one brilliantly. No, it's perfect. Yeah, you have the guy who played Hyde on the cover of everything, and then you have this guy who's like, we had cry rooms. Mm-hmm. Well, they were our dressing rooms. And also, I'm sorry, you and I both worked in media and writing shows. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. I've been part of a one-man writing staff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's 30 of you, and if that was the monologue you were turning in, I'd be screaming at you, too. <laughs> I know. Like, in theory, whatever Jimmy Fallon was doing to his staff, as someone who's watched that show, he wasn't being mean enough. He wasn't. And, like, ser- like seriously, no. when you consider and, – and I still consider it better than the fact that Colbert has abused his audience every night for three years. Oh, yeah. Oh, Colbert's just gaslit everybody. To, well, basically, he's just sponsored by, far, by yeah. Pfizer uh-huh. and just does whatever they say. If it's not dancing needles, it's just a hundred other reasons, which I don't even believe are his politics. I'm mm-hmm. not even sure who he works for anymore. Yeah. That's bad enough. But then you have somebody trying to do comedy like Fallon. And you, seriously, you have a writer's room going, all right, we're going to have an egg toss with Gwyneth Paltrow. And it's like, how about... How about I hurt all of you? <laughs> <laughs> I I can't imagine an easier show to write for because you would just have to come up with nothing. Yeah. You're like just oh let's just oh you want to drive your desk? We could do that. <laughs> and someone could be the passenger. Wouldn't that be fun? All right. And I, I Go ahead. Go ahead. This is great. And meanwhile, you're looking at just a, a barrage of pity hires. <laughs> well, that I'll give you a note on that. But that's exactly what writing for that show is. Like, do you remember the game Shoots and Ladders? How about yes. we do Roots and Ladders and you play the Roots and Shoots and Ladders? And that's like a segment. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I love it. It's brilliant. Yeah, okay, great. It's the, it's the stupidest thing in the world. It's all pandering garbage. But to your point about pity hires, okay, I had a buddy, okay, who this is the craziest story in the world. Buddy had never worked in comedy, never wrote comedy, never performed at an open mic, never attempted comedy of any kind, okay, had reached out to me, okay, and said, hey, I'm submitting for Jon Stewart's show because he had that, I think, as like an Apple Plus show or whatever. 
Uh, right. And uh, I don't have any comedy background. Is there anything you could recommend? How can I put a packet together? And I was like, I don't know. I would just list your job experience and maybe see how you could create like a staff position that wasn't necessarily comedy driven. And then maybe you could work your way onto the comedy side of the production. That was my advice because it's like you can't, you know, show up no comedy background. There's, you know, some demand for these gigs. There's going to be a lot of applications. Well, this particular sure. this particular person uh, happened to work for a very far right cable news host. Okay. And no, with no comedy background, uh, put that on the resume, applied to Jon Stewart, got a note back saying, you're effing kidding me, right? Because knowing he hated the politics of this person that they had worked for. <laughs> and what happened, what, what happened, like she, show, she showed me the email and I laughed out loud. I'm like, well, good on them for at least owning it and laughing at it and making their like intentions known. Well, lo and behold, anyway, she ended up getting hired two weeks later. Simply because they said they needed a female writer of a certain ethnicity on their staff. And they told her that. They're like, hey, how do, I know you applied for John Stewart. How do you, we got your resume from them. How do you feel about the Daily Show? We need a female writer of a certain vintage. And she was like, yeah. And she got the job. And it's like writing for the Daily Show. That's amazing. But that's also why it sucks. Of course. It's like, that's why you'll take it any way you can in show business where it's the only business. Where somehow it's not an insult to be like, hey, this isn't about merit at all. No. Uh, we, we just have to fill in the blanks because we have to preach what our show uh, – or practice what our show preaches. Yep. That's- and that's what that's what all of it's about is they need to fill in slots instead of just hiring who's best for the job. Uh-huh. And, yeah, that's why every time you watch one of these shows, you're like, why is this terrible? <laughs> and it's like, well, you have nine people from different backgrounds who have nothing in common working towards a common goal – of a monologue. Like, I can't imagine something more awful. Yep. It's... Just because it's, and it shows it every night. And it's the same with the, yeah, the daily shows that too, where I have a friend who's like the, you know, the bad white guy on the show. <laughs> I, uh, I know Roy Wood Jr. I yep. did a show with Roy's him. Good. He's hilarious on it, but I think he's comfortable. Like, I think he's like very, very like, very very funny so they don't want to utilize him too much yeah no that's a good <laughs> I, I i that's a it's actually like a real thing though you know what i'm saying because then that, for real yeah that I mean, it holds him back because then it sets the bar that much higher for everybody else they don't have to work that hard yeah no roy roy well, yeah they're like so yeah can you imagine like try not to be funnier than trevor noah and he's like should i just not come in <laughs> an orphanage on fire on christmas day is funnier <laughs> than trevor noah <laughs> So what do you what do you want to do here? I don't know what to tell you. Oh, you, know, you just read 1984, like I, just, <laughs> just the really bad parts at the end. Oh, we got some Tiananmen Square footage to show you here. It'll that'll put us at a tie. Is that okay? Uh, yeah, they're like, no, no, they're laughing harder at that. No, oh, that's <laughs> that's funny. I mean, Trevor Noah was the guy where it's like we actually brought in a dude from Africa to do American news. And it's like, so all Americans are bad? Like you've just (laughs) officially, it's anybody in this country that was raised here is a problem? That's nice. I know. And you came here. Why? It's so silly. Uh, (laughs) Diamond Dave, Vasani's Port Charlotte, Florida, September 15th and 16th. I will talk to you offline, young lady, but thanks for this. All right. Thank you. You're the best, girlfriend. Back after this. It's the show that leaves you hungry for more. We'll probably sit around and cook some soup, eat bread and desserts, and just get all fat and sassy. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Getting ready 
for the final hour of the week, an hour that'll include Jersey Joe Concha previewing the NFL football season. And 14-year-old Lincoln Fela getting ready to take the field tomorrow for the Clark Rams will give us the first high school football preview of the year. Going to be a banger, and we're going to have a grown-up talk as well about man, oh boy, oh man, an idiot on the left who wanted to defund the police, now complaining crime is too high in her district because of her own woke policies. Everything woke turns to Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting as we always do, from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fired up on a Friday to bring you one more hour of top shelf radio in a bottom feeding political world, hosted by me. A man who did not ever, not for a moment, not on a boat, not on a goat, not on a train, not on a plane, did I ever want to defund the police. Why? Because that's stupid. Use your common sense. Yet in the summer of 2020, a host of top level level Democrats were calling to do exactly that. And we're going to discuss it in this hour. Why? Because a Minneapolis lawmaker who was vowing to defund the police has now been mugged and attacked and is calling for more police. Okay, something we could have told her and every one of her cohorts three years ago. Uh, 888-788-9910. If you want to help me reteach this lesson, uh, we will have some backup from Joe Concha, media reporter at The Hill. And my son Lincoln Fallon going to wrap it up. He's got a high school football game tomorrow. He'll let you know who to bet on. Right before kickoff. So 888-788, you know the rules. Be a Republican, be a Democrat. Do not be a you-know-what. <coughs> Jimmy choking as he comes out of the gate. But here's a story in Minneapolis really quick, and it's a messy one at that. Okay, as a lawmaker, um, this is one of those stories that I laugh because of how stupid it all is. But at the same time, I'm sad because there are violent physical consequences. Okay, give it to me. A progressive party leader says she was violently carjacked at her home right in front of her young children. Shivanthi Shafanadon posted this image of her bloody face. She says she suffered a broken leg and cuts and bruises after four young men held her up at her North Minneapolis home. She is the second vice chair of the state DFL party. On Facebook, she said law enforcement needs to, quote, catch these young people who are running wild, creating chaos across our city, and hold them in custody and prosecute them, period. Police recovered her stolen car, but no word on any arrests. Okay, so you understand, and again, I have great empathy for this lawmaker. She was violently attacked. But you know who else was violently attacked? Tens of thousands of women since she advocated for defunding the police. Bingo. So I'm not happy this happened to her, okay? But I am glad she's starting to understand how putting politics ahead of people is legitimately deadly. Yet that's exactly what every Democrat did in the summer of 2020. Make no mistake about it. We don't have a crime problem in this country. 
we have a stupid problem. Bingo, man, bingo. Stupid people got elected and convinced other stupid people we needed to defund the police. Yes, I support the defund movement because this is about the the um, investment in our communities, which have historically been divested. Not only do we need to defund, but we need to dismantle and start anew. Why use the word defund? Why use the word defund? And it's like, this is the word that's coming from the streets. Defund the police does not mean abolish the police. It means a dramatic reduction in the number of police in our poor communities. I am for defunding the police. Look, the reality is we can't rely upon the police to provide public safety. It's a moment to reimagine policing, to take things off the shoulders. And what we also want is a reconception of how we achieve public safety. How do we take out many of the responsibilities that police officers are now dealing with by investing more into housing, into education, into these other things? You know, in, in many cities in America, over one third of their city budget goes to police. So we have to have this conversation. What are we doing? What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. And if you don't believe me, okay, ask this Minneapolis lawmaker who, to be clear, in June of 2020 tweeted the following. Minneapolis Police Department has systemically failed the black community. They have failed all of us. It's time to build a new infrastructure that works for all communities. If you are still disagreeing with that basic fact, I'm not sure what to say to you. Okay, this is her saying it's time to dismantle all of it, all of it. Okay, meaning the police. And at the time, all of the high level Democrats calling defund the police had what? They had police protection. So it's one of those situations where they're trying to reconfigure society in a way that doesn't actually affect them. You understand? It's like when people say, oh, we don't need school choice. Yeah, if their kids go to private school, they don't care. It doesn't affect them. Oh, we got a lockdown, mandates. It doesn't affect them because they still go out. Every Democrat that told you we were all in this together literally meant the Delta Sky Lounge. They were all in it traveling while the rest of us were supposed to be sitting back at home. That's just how white folks will do you. Okay, but it's not just the white folks. Okay, Cori Bush from St. Louis famously, famously to this day pushes to defund the police. Yet she herself has been caught spending over $300,000 on private police protection. What a fraud! Cori Bush actually married a cop. Now, again, that might can be considered an act of vengeance after they're married seven or ten years. But here she is after being caught spending money on police protection for herself while saying other people don't deserve it. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets because we're trying to save lives. I mean, come on. Step into my office. Why? Because you're fired. I mean, she should have been telling you you got to defund the police, but then she herself actually having all kinds of police. I mean, it's a scam, okay? But I'm only bringing this up. It's Friday. I'm in a good mood. Joe Concha is going to talk about the NFL. My son's going to talk about high school football, okay? But out of the gate on the Friday, we have to talk about this really quickly. And everybody needs to know this, okay? I don't make Republican points. I make human points. 
I make American points, okay? Whether you're Republican or Democrat, anything in between, okay? Crime is just crime. If you're getting mugged, if you're getting robbed, you're getting thrown in front of a subway train here in New York, you're getting attacked as this lawmaker did in front of her children, got beaten and bloodied in front of her kid. Okay, it's happened to tens of thousands of women because we created a society that had more empathy for the criminal than it did for the cop. And why did we do it? Because it was politically expedient to do so. In the summer of 2020, okay, the Democrats took the killing of George Floyd and turned it into a political wedge issue. To be very clear, when Derek Chauvin killed George Floyd, every single one of us, every single one of us said, yo, that's not good. Correct the mundo. Nobody said, yeah, but. Nobody said it's okay. Nobody said let the cops go. Okay? Every single one of us said, no, you can't do that. He knows what he's talking about. Thank you. But that consensus, that agreement was not valuable in an election year. Okay? So what the Democrats do? They go, well, Derek Chauvin didn't kneel on George Floyd's neck. It was all of America that did it. We're systemically racist is the problem. That's why it goes on. Democrats are so full of crap. But they turned it into a referendum where you either believed that all police had been disproportionately attacking the black community as the end result of our country being systemically racist. You either believed that, okay, or you were a racist. And that's what started the virtue signaling stampede of whacking mascots like Aunt Jemima and Mrs. Butterworth. You know, at the one point, the Democrats wanted to defund the cop and the village people. Like, they didn't care. Like, anything to do with the cop. Get them out of here. Okay. Seriously. The only reason they didn't ultimately defund the police is because Biden thinks they're a British rock band. Biden's lost his marbles. But seriously. Okay. They declared an open, hostile war on police. They were spitting on cops at protests while counting on the cops to protect them. Okay, burning down police stations, burning down businesses. Okay, there was an all-out rhetorical and in some senses physical war on police over the idea of systemic racism. But here's a newsflash. Okay, number one, nobody, not a person listening to this, could call into the show with any statistic that says the cops are disproportionately attacking people of color. That's not going on. Number two. Most police around the country now are now minority majority, meaning if you go to most big cities around the country, they have more minorities on the force than white people. Okay, and yet they still get portrayed in the media as this like racist good old boys killing cabal because that was the political angle. Hey, we're going to take this George Floyd thing. People are really upset about it. Rightfully so, I might add. And we're going to weaponize all this rage into anti-Republican sentiment. We're going to say the government is systemically racist, so you got to throw the guy in office out because the government's been systemically racist for 246 years. You got to throw the guy out who's been a part of it for the last three years. You got to replace him with a guy who's been a part of that systemically racist government for the last 50 years. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? Like they literally, in the most race conscious summer of our lives in this generation, okay, because race was. We kind of forgot about race in the 80s and 90s and aughts. We kind of had this thing called harmony where everything was fully integrated now, like, you know, sports. We have sports leagues now that are, you know, predominantly black, the NBA, the NFL. And that's great. That's fine. Whoever the best players are, that's who we want to see. Okay, but when you look at sports and you look at pop culture and you start to look at, you know, elected office and everything in between, okay, the country was living in racial harmony. Okay, until we actually had made so much progress on race 
that we elected a black president. Don't be thick, all right? But Barack Obama's election sent us backwards on race. Oddly enough, the crowning achievement of our progress, okay, a country that was founded at a time of institutional slavery, a country that 100 years ago still had separate lunch counters, had them 50 years ago in some instances, maybe 60, okay, a country that had segregated schools, something Joe Biden supported, by the way. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? Seriously, think about that, okay? Biden, a guy who supported segregated schools, but in any event, okay, in the most racially conscious summer of our lives, okay, we have gone fully backwards after the election of a black president. Okay, we overcame all of those things as a country to become so tolerant and accepting that Barack Obama won the presidency not once but twice. I promise. If we're a white supremacist nation, there must be a typo in the handbook. Because the one thing I know about white supremacists, I've never been a member of a group, you know, anything like that. Okay, but I know for a fact white supremacists aren't a big fan of putting black people in charge of them. Okay, that's not how it works unless there's a big typo in the handbook. So the point is we had made all this progress. We put Obama in charge. But then in the era of identity politics, what do the Democrats do? They framed any political disagreement as racism. Ah, this guy wants to give $50 billion in cash to Iran, the biggest state sponsor of terrorism in the world. Republicans don't want to go along with it. How come? What's so different about this president? That they don't support his policy. You know what I'm saying, you guys? That's what they did. I mean, really think about that. Oh, this guy wants to radically expand the size of the government, give away health care to some people while driving up the cost for everybody else and forcing them to buy it. What's so different about this president that the Republicans won't go along with a policy that they've never supported? But it was effective. People like, oh, you believe it? Believe how racist this country is? It, oddly enough, it took electing a black president to show just how racist we are. Do you get the ridiculousness of that? They were using Barack Obama's election as proof we were racist, not as the actual tangible proof that we had made so much overwhelming progress that he was able to win the presidency not once but twice, despite the fact that he wasn't terribly good at the job. Don't be thick, all right? I'm just saying. But weaponized race. Weaponized race. That's what we did in the summer of 2020. Okay, we weaponized race. The whole country's racist, unconsciously racist. Little white school children are racist. They might not even know it. There's a thing called unconscious bias. They just show up and hate black kids. No, they don't. Not even a little. Not even kind of. Okay, but that's what the Democrats ran with because it allowed them to pistol whip people into compliance. Oh, I don't want to be called a racist. I guess I'll go with them. I guess I'll support changing a sports logo, even though it has nothing to do with anything. I guess we'll get rid of Uncle Ben's rice. That'll solve the problems. That's what I'm telling you guys. That's what we're going to do. You know that show Paw Patrol on Nickelodeon? Let's get rid of the dog scout, okay? He stay, he is a pushing a good cop stereotype to children. That could be dangerous. Never mind how ridiculous it is. But that's what people played along with. And the end result of all of that weaponized race is we elected a guy, Joe Biden, who literally once eulogized Robert Byrd, a member, not only a member, a grand dragon, of the Ku Klux Klan. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? Think about that. Joe Biden, Google it. Okay, Robert Byrd, member of the Klan, former congressman, Biden eulogized him. Okay, does that sound like the guy you're supposed to put in charge at the tippy top of the most racial, racially conscious election in our history? The answer would be no. Of course not, but that's what they did because it's all a scam. 
And sadly, this Minneapolis lawmaker who was on board with dismantling and defunding the police has now become a victim of her own lawless streets because nobody wants to take the job. The police don't feel supported, but the criminals feel as emboldened as they've ever been because they don't go to jail anymore. Okay, we don't need more laws. We don't need more lectures about race. Okay, what we need is people in Washington that don't have their heads completely up their. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He is one of those iconic figures that fans care about. There it is. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Holding this country together on a Friday, it is a mess. But anybody who tells you that we need to defund the police. Okay. Get them out of here. Get them out. Addition by subtraction. Get rid of them. You can never, you don't ever entertain this again, man. Okay? The show's going to get pretty loose from here, but I had to make a point. I mean to get all serious. It's Friday. You don't tune into this show for seriousness. What the hell is the world coming to? Seriously, I've let you down. I've failed you as a leader. But it had to be said because I saw this report. It was on America's Newsroom this morning. Hammer and uh, Dana Perino were, you know, covering this Minneapolis lawmaker who got mugged. I mean, it's terrible. I'm not happy something violent happened to this woman. But violent things are happening to tens of thousands of women around the country right now. We're not really talking about it. This is one of the biggest problems, really quickly, okay? The phone is the devil. Phone hates you, okay? Phone ain't your friend, okay? Because what the phone is doing is it's desensitizing us to everything. We're just looking at videos now and then looking at other videos. It's like, oh, was this someone getting robbed? Okay, well, there's a video of someone lip syncing. All right, now there's a video of a volcano erupting. Now there's a video of a dog on a skateboard. We're just scrolling on. No one's actually scaling the impact of anything. Okay, we got so detached from reality and the impacts of our actions outside of our phone in the real world. It's easy inside your phone in the phone world to tweet hashtag defund the police as tens of millions of people did. But what do every single one of those people have in common? Okay, if they were tweeting defund the police 2020, some of them would defeat tweeting defund the police 2021. Some of them were tweeting defund the police in 2022. Look, if you hate cops just because they're cops, the next time you get in trouble, call a crackhead. I mean, Senator Kennedy says it well, because the one thing every anti-cop advocate in the country has in common is that when the game's on the line, if somebody's mugging them or robbing them or attacking them, Every single one of them is calling the cops. Bingo. That's all you need to know. The next time someone says defund the police, you say go yourself instead. There it is. Fox across America. If you've been listening to the show today, been watching me on the TV Following me around on the subway, which I don't advocate. Very dangerous. Uh, I've been telling you the over-under in Vegas on Joe Biden being your president. It's about three months, and I am, I'm taking the under. Uh, joining us now is a guy who wants to talk about different games of chance. He's, of course, a superstar media reporter, a Fox News contributor, and a man who has been given to games of chance uh, when it comes to betting on the NFL. Joe Concha in the house. Hey, man. You're going under on Biden, huh? Three months, that's the over-under, about 90? 
I think that I think it's aggressive. That's the problem. In all honesty, I might take the over, but I still don't think he's going to be around. You know what I'm saying? I think oh. I think so. I think I think he'll be gone by the summer. Like they're not they're not running him. Is there when you see you're a media guy? So let's start here, Concha. Yeah. When you see CNN doing wall to wall coverage of Biden sucks, it might be time to move on. Doesn't that read like the DNC whispered in somebody's ear like a mafia hit has to happen? More like the godfather who is Barack Obama may have whispered yep. into David Axelrod. Yep. Who is he chief of staff of? Oh, that's right. Barack Obama is his chief campaign guy. Oh, Van Jones. Who did he work for? Obama. It's like they got the green light, and now we got to start planting the seeds. And then, of course, everybody else at CNN follows along because, let's face it, Joe Biden ain't good for business. Nope. Right? I mean, outside of my best-selling book, of course. But every other Biden book bombed. Yep. And – when you don't have a president who's, you know, in public in general and doesn't yeah. say anything, they, they want like a good looking guy with the gel and the, the big Ramaswamy kind of teeth. And the, the Democratic version of that is Gavin Newsom. Whoa. You're, we're living it up at the Hotel California. That's what Concha says. Oh, yeah. Listen, it would not listen. It wouldn't surprise me if it was Newsom. It wouldn't surprise me if, they, you know, they went to like a Gretchen Whitmer or some other like Democratic governor. But there's no way they're running him because I think what they figured out. This is the issue for me. Okay, is they've got Trump under all these indictments. Obviously, it hasn't hurt Trump's poll numbers. But whether it's Trump or any other Republican, okay, knowing how concerned the public is with Biden's age, according to this polling, okay, one bad fall, and he's already had a dozen of them going up the stairs of all things, you know, walking off the stage of, you know, something like that could actually cost them an election. And I just don't think just that alone, I don't think they're willing to stake their chances on the idea that he might wander out of a Medal of Honor ceremony again and slip on a banana peel, and that sinks the whole campaign. And, Jimmy, it's twofold, right? So if he falls or does something so embarrassing in public, and he's already done that, but something that even ABC, CBS, NBC can't avoid, and then they start asking the questions, then the question becomes, oh, who's the backup quarterback? Ah, Kamala (laughs) Harris, who, to quote Gordon Gecko on Wall Street, if she ran a funeral parlor, no one would die. All right? <laughs> this is incompetence and not even a likable person. It's a horrible combination. It's no way to go through life, son. So, yeah, that's the problem. If you had a decent vice president, if you had like a, I don't know, who's a good vice president these days? Uh, <laughs> George H.W. Yeah. Bush. i got to go back to him. Uh, then you're like, all right, I'm comfortable with that guy. No one's comfortable with Kamala as far as running the country. She could barely run her own life. Yeah, no, you don't want her running water. Not even. You're like, let me get that oh. for you, hon. You said, let me just. What do you want? You want hot or cold? I'll get it for you. You really, you don't want it. You don't want it. Uh, we're, we're talking to Joe Concha. Uh, it's a, but it's it's spot on, man. And uh, I realize, like, we're, we're at that that moment today. Like, I had a revelation last night when I was going to bed. I was just scrolling Twitter, and a hundred different videos of people being like, "What's up with the polls?" I saw Jake Tapper. I saw, as you said, uh, Van Jones, James Carville. Okay, Aaron Burnett. I mean, the whole literally the whole barnyard jamboree. So it was like saying Biden shouldn't run became the ice bucket challenge at CNN. And so it is. It's the I'm standing by my bet now, Concha. You've talked me into it. Three and I'm taking the under three and a half months. Where are you on this? So this puts us at October, November. So around the Christmas holidays when Mm -hmm. people aren't paying attention. And granted, when a president says he's no longer going to run for president, you kind of pay attention to that. Yeah. But, yeah, when people are distracted enough and that gives whoever some time to raise the funds and get the name out there and everything. I'm going to go. I'm going to go over just so we can have something to talk about in January when it happens like 
four months in and I go, aha, I'm writing it right now. Because <laughs> it is. It's so, <laughs> it is so, it, it's coming and we know it's coming. But that's the one thing. If he waits till January, he denies them like a proper primary season. So if they really think they're going to run Kamala, that would be the move. It would be for him to stay on the ticket as long as possible because then it minimizes the Kamala exposure because they don't want her out there. Like there's no world where they, you know, even if she was the nominee, they would probably play a prevent like they did with him in 2020, no? I mean, I've never seen a vice president like this who does her job by pleading the fifth. Like when was the last time we've seen her – like do anything resembling remotely a, a, a tough interview? Never, right? Yep. I mean, Mike Pence at least held press conferences. Yeah. Uh, Kamala, we don't see at all. She's hidden for a reason because she has an authenticity problem. She has an articulation problem. Mm-hmm. And then, if you want to run on a record, how's the border going these days? So, <laughs> I mean, it's a whole bowl of no, wrong. She ain't going. So if- she ain't going. She hasn't even gone to an on the border restaurant. Like nothing. Oh, that's true. Good no, point. Nothing. See, that's what you get from this show. You don't get from any other. See, this Fox is the kind of America. stuff that matters. Joe Concha's <laughs> on the phone. He didn't show up to talk Biden and Kamala. Uh, there's better things to bet your money on. A lot of them happen to be kicking off this Sunday in the NFL. Okay. Uh, last night, Lions Chiefs, I think we talked about it a little bit in the Hannity Green Room. The Lions were the right play, and they wound up winning the game. That's right. Good. You were my witness on that. I had the Lions the under. So that was nice. A good way to start off the season. All goes downhill from there. So when I look at these games, I, I think uh, the format we're going to do is I pick three, you pick three. Do we go back and forth? No, no, let's talk about way? this. Let's talk about this. Because Mikey okay. floated your proposal. Mikey's like, Concha is yes. going to come on, and he wants to do his three best bets of the week. But you see, I, as a, as a gambling man, okay, I'll, if I like one game, I bet one game. If I like two or five, whatever the hell it is. But I usually bet one game, two games, and because I'm just trying to make money here. Okay, this is a business for me. I don't want to wind up turning tricks behind the gas station again to pay my mortgage. You know, at this point, <laughs> at this point, if you see me behind the gas station, I'm just there for the love of the game. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a rec- right. it's a recreational pursuit. I'm not trying to co- I'm not trying to commercialize my hobby. All right, let's stick with me here. Okay, yes. but I I just happen to love one game up and down and sideways. Okay, so I think we should have the option. But I understand the reason you want to give three is you have a gambling problem. You just want to bet every game on the board. Concha, I still have my life somewhat under control. So I, I, I propose 12 and then futures on the USFL. But I know you do. Three. You're like, I got Con- Joe Concha's on the line. He has the WNBA halftime line tonight between the Liberty and the I don't know because I can't name another team. The Aces, the Vegas Aces. Yeah. There, there you go. Uh, I but know that. But, but give me what is Concha like? I just want to know what you like. We're just going to talk about it. I just want to know what you like. What do you like? Okay. Uh, well, look, it's, it seems obvious, and I hate doing double-digit spreads, but Baltimore Ravens are hosting the Houston Texans, who by all accounts could be your next 0-16 team, and they got a rookie quarterback, the Ohio State kid, Stroud. Stroud. He's got to go to Baltimore. It's mm-hmm. Lamar's first game. You know, after getting the big contract, Baltimore's always a good home team. I just can't see in any world – this being any less than like a 20, 24 point victory. Whoa. So I'm going with the, uh, your Baltimore Ravens. Whoa. Now you want to know what scares me off that game is as thinking of this as like knockoff pools, you know, like knockoff pools in football. Yeah. Survivor. Yeah. Yeah. Survival. Obviously like that's gotta be the game. Everyone takes this week because it's the high line. And, at week one has a weird way of destroying knockout pools, survivor pools. Oh, yeah. Last year, the 49ers happened, had it happen against the Bears in like the rain. 
they were favored big right. and they wound up losing the game. So it's the only thing that scared me off of that game is the knockoff pool knowledge. But, I, you know, nothing would surprise me. Because C.J. Stroud, he was a super stud quarterback, but he is surrounded by, no, you know what I mean, nothing. Name okay. another player. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Gladys Knight and the Pips. Like, we'd be lucky to have one Pip, let alone plural Pips, you know what I mean? So I'll give you that. What's your other game? What else do you like? Well, I think this is based on karma, basically. Mm-hmm. But with all the hype with Hard Knocks and HBO and mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers coming here and he's the next Joe Namath and they haven't been to a Super Bowl. I mean, they haven't even been to a Super Bowl yeah. in 55 years, let alone win one. That was the only one they won, Super Bowl three over the Colts. Yep. I could just see this national television, Monday Night Football, and then Josh Allen and the Bills come in here and just beat up on the Jets and just damp, just dash their hopes, like, you know, with 15 <laughs> weeks to go. <laughs> I could see this. Breaks his collarbone. So, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Aaron, yeah, Rodgers gets, like, a card off the field, like, in the first snap type of thing, like Brady in 08 when he got hurt against the Chiefs. I think that was, like, a first possession type of thing. Yep. So The yeah, Matt Castle year. that happening because of the Jets. Mm. That's right. That's right. They rolled into his uh, And pe- people need to know this. Okay, the Jets, the last time the Jets won a Super Bowl predates the moon landing. It was January of 1969. We supposedly landed in July. Think about that. That supposedly. is supposedly. Well, you know, whatever. We can go either. We could bet that. That could be a side bet. That we're not going to get the payoff on that for a while. Uh, Joe Conch is on the line. I'm not being conspiratorial <laughs> at all. Um, nah. Give me a third pick, Hot Shot, and then I'll give you my best bet. All right. Very good. So, you know, I look at the Browns and Bill Hemmer's Bengals mm-hmm. and. For whatever reason, the Bengals have been very good lately, obviously, right? Went to a Super Bowl two years ago, should have gone to a Super Bowl probably last year. And they're going to Cleveland. And for whatever reason, like everybody else, you go to Cleveland and bad things happen. And for whatever reason with the Bengals, they've lost six of the last seven games to the Browns. who haven't had the greatest teams over the last couple of years, but for whatever reason, they have the Bengals number. So could I see the Browns, who look really good on paper, they actually could win that division I could see them beating, uh, upsetting the Bengals or getting, a, I think, a, a snidge at home, maybe two, two and a half points. And as they say, always take the home dog when it's under three points. Oh, they, do they ever, Concha? Uh, Cleveland plus two, is, it is. It's a good bet. Uh, don't, don't say that on America's Newsroom anytime soon. Uh, no. But I am in agree with, agreement with you on the home dog strategy. You know what my best bet is this week, for real? This is my bet. Like, I'm, I'm going to bet the game and watch it with my kid. I, lo- yeah. I love the Steelers, plus two and a half against the 49ers. I think it's an easy win. I think it's an easy win. Wow. Brock think- Purdy, that was like a Cinderella type of thing last year. Yeah. And now they got to fly cross country and play at 10 a.m. San Francisco Dude, time and in the heat. And, and, yeah, and I the, can see that. And the Steelers are loaded. Like, it's so amazing that the odds on them aren't better as, like, for the division or maybe for the conference. Okay. Uh, you know, Kenny Pickett's a year, second-year quarterback. Played You're great right. last seven years of this se- season. George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris. This is a good team. They got T.J. Watts, one of the best pass rushers in the, in the league, but their whole defense defense is sound so i actually like i love the steelers and everyone in the world is betting the 49ers in the game which is always a really good sign so i think in week one i just like them that much i think we should reserve the right as the season goes on to use whatever we want you know you might see a, a one week pick out one game week out of me you might see a five game week. i don't know you know but okay. that that way what it'll give us concha is uh you know say we get to like week 17 and one of us is up by eight games he could possibly pick 14 of them, you know, to keep this thing interesting. 
I like it. No rules. No, no rules. No, it's, it's a real, we're, well, listen, we're not, just so everybody understands, we're not doing this as a radio segment. We're betting the games. <laughs> like, we're doing this as two guys who have issues, and we're not going to see each other, so we're just talking ourselves through the problem. That's all that's going on here. So, for my money. Well, let's get DraftKings as a sponsor. I mean, yeah, we, we should have did, did something. No, but you want to know why I didn't do that and I don't want to do that? It's because I don't. I want to reserve the right for both of us to bail on this if it gets too ugly. <laughs> Great point. Hey, hey, isn't it a football it? Friday? How come Jimmy's in Jakarta? I thought we were supposed to be doing picks. <laughs> what do you mean? He's... Why is Joe doing his NHL preseason pick? Well, you know, <laughs> things went wrong. What happened to Concha? He's at the G20 Summit? I thought we were doing football. This is crazy. Uh, great bet. So Buffalo for Concha, minus two and a half over the Jets. That's what I have. Is that a fair line? Where I break my own rule of two and a half to the home dog, but yes. Oh, uh-huh. Fair, fine. Okay, Baltimore, nine, nine and a oh, you say in Tannig over the Texans? Is I saw ten, yeah. Fair. And Cleveland plus two, two and a half. What do you want? I'm, I'm, I'm being generous here. What do I want as far? I'll take, uh, I'll take the two. We'll, we'll make it, we'll oh, make it's it a fun. Fair I want to win okay. square. Well, I want my half with that Steelers because that's what I saw, and I'd never given it up. Are you crazy? Uh, Concha, happy <laughs> well football, man. I'm so excited. I'm just, isn't it just so great to have it back so we have something to talk about besides politics? Oh, thank God. I mean, you know, I, I love the XFL, but it, it, it can only sustain you so far to watch the St. Louis uh, Battle Hawks. You know, it, it just. No, I mean, it's, it's, dude, it's, are you kidding me? There's more people on the field than there are at home watching it. Like, it's sick. <laughs> it's a good point. When the players outnumber the audience, okay, you've, you've made a bad turn. Uh, but not you, Joe Concha. You got three good bets. Good luck. I'll check in over the weekend, man. I appreciate you. Good luck to you, sir. Take care. Hey, girl. There we go. Joe Concha says Buffalo, Baltimore, Cleveland. Uh, I, someone who knows what he's talking about, I'm being silly, but I do. I love the Steelers, plus two and a half. Joining us next, a guy who probably also loves the Steelers, one of the biggest Steelers fans I know, number 64 for the Clark Rands defensive end offensive tackle, Lincoln Fela, when we come back on Fox Across America. Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Fox Across America with your main pal, Jimmy Fela. On today with us is the best guest of this show. Listen Lincoln to Fela. this guy. Lincoln Fela is back on the show. That can only mean one thing. It is a football Friday. The Clark Rams taking on who tomorrow? Valley Stream North. Oh, they don't want this, do they? No. The Rams are home or away? Home. Season opener, ladies and gentlemen. Get over to your local betting site. Lincoln says the Rams are looking good. How was practice? It was hot. We for the practice we got to do in helmets, it was all right. Okay. No pads this week. For real? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I think Valley Stream's going to use extra pads, if anything. Yeah. I mean, maxi pads. Half yeah. of these are women now. What's it like? I mean, can you tackle? Do they tackle the same? Are you still tackling guys? What's going on in high school sports? Let's talk about it. We were just in helmets for the two days we got to practice. The other days we ran plays in the cafeteria and then watched film. Okay. But you're ready? Did you yeah. get some rest? Yeah. You didn't stay up all night watching Thursday Night Football last night? I fell asleep when it was a tie game. Well, so did the Chiefs. <laughs> the Lions. The Lions pulled the upset, man. One point well, win for I them. I said if Travis Kelsey wasn't playing, they weren't winning because then the Chiefs' best defensive player is also on a contract holdout, so he's not playing either. Oh, Jones. Yeah, yeah. so there he went. Well, we do know the Rams' best defensive player is playing, according to you. Uh, your first, uh, your scrimmage last week, give us the box score. You had a good game. You filled up the box score. I don't know know what the score was no no i meant your box score like oh. your tackles sacks oh, i don't know i had a couple tackles for losses a sack uh pass defended mm-hmm. uh a how couple m- qb hits mm-hmm. how many beers chugged three three 
That's not bad for 10th grade. That's a good solid. It's respectable. If three and your parents don't find out, you're actually a pretty good 10th grade drinker. <laughs> Most kids around the country have three. Their parents are like, whoa, who let, who let Joe Biden into the room? He's like, I should remember him. Uh, did you see really quick, did you see any of the Biden videos this week where he wandered off the stage? No. Uh, it was the greatest story. I, I didn't even get to talk to you about this. So Biden is putting the Medal of Honor on a guy at the White House. Uh, pins it around the man's neck. It's a Vietnam veteran guy's 82 years old. And, you know, the way these ceremonies work, there's like a band plays, they walk in together. You know, somebody gives a speech, all right, it's time for the medal. Then the band would play and they walk out, okay? Except in this instance, band plays, they walk in, somebody gives the speech, Biden puts the medal around the guy, and before the band can play and they can say the prayer and walk out, he just leaves. <laughs> he just, do you remember when Uncle Sonny went for a run when we were visiting him in the memory care unit? Yeah. Guys, we had an uncle who was in a memory care unit in Utah, and what did he do, Lincoln? He, we were talking to him, and then he just started running. Randomly running. And he was himself a Vietnam veteran who was still in really good shape. Our, our late great Uncle Sonny uh, was a former Marine, and he was skinny. And his mind had left him, but his body was fine. So Sonny was getting chased by a bunch of fat West Indian nurses. It was like the Benny Hill show. <laughs> they couldn't catch him. He was just doing laps around the facility. And when he was done, he came back. So do you think Joe Biden just runs laps around the White House? Definitely. Then... <laughs> right now, as Lincoln is cutting class to be on the show, Biden is being chased around the White House with the Benny Hill song on. All right. Well, listen, it ain't going to be much of a chase for Valley Stream. We're pumped up. The game is tomorrow. Give us a score prediction. Whew. 42-7. Whoa. Whoa, going big offense. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's exciting stuff. And, I, and I'm, I'm assuming some of those points might even be defensive from your unit. Mm-hmm. Are you, do you plan on starting both ways? Yeah. Wow, you're going to be all over the place. If you got Lincoln Fela on your fantasy team this weekend, for the, fo- for the football or the beer, I think it's going to be great. All right, we're pumped up. You heard it here first, 42-7. The show, this show, uh, it is over. Uh, we'll catch you on Waters World tonight. I'll be hosting the Big Saturday, Big Sunday show all weekend long. Go Clark Rams. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a Jimmy Phil. You're the worst. Get him out of here. Get him out. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.